Praise the Lord. This is Evangelist Julius Adewumi of the Gospel Distribution Ministry. Today I would like to go to the book of Daniel chapter 5 and draw some lessons for all of us, especially we believers, to take some lessons from this story. I will give you the background of the story in a moment. That in the days of Daniel the prophet, Nebuchadnezzar conquered Jerusalem and took them captive and destroyed the, the, the temple and the city. And Daniel was one of the young men that were taken captive. During the days of Nebuchadnezzar the king, Daniel was elevated in the kingdom of Babylon. It was because of the dream in chapter 2 of Daniel, which Daniel interpreted to Nebuchadnezzar. He was promoted and he was actually a very highly placed personality. So he lived all the days of Nebuchadnezzar the king of Babylon. Remember that Nebuchadnezzar was the king that became an animal because of his pride. You will see that in Daniel chapter 4 and chapter, chapter 3 and chapter 4. Now, after Nebuchadnezzar passed away, his son Belshazzar became king in Babylon. Just like most of the younger generation, they normally we retire any of those older generation that were serving their father or their king. So Daniel was, in those generations, that day of Belshazzar, Daniel was retired, or more or less forced to retire. So it was not part of the government by the time of Belshazzar that we are talking about in this chapter 5 until this episode that we are going to read here and we're going to draw lessons from this story of why no matter who you are especially you that are highly placed men and women in government of this world no matter what your position and rank is fear before God tremble at his word Honor God and even honor his people. Fear God and honor his servants, the prophets. This is one lesson you are going to we are going to draw from this chapter, no matter who you are. Because there is a greater king over all the kings of the earth. The King of Kings and the Lord of Lords is the overseer over this planet Earth. Whether you know him or not, he's watching you. So you have to fear. This is very important because there are many evil rulers, they don't even fear God, they don't even know anything about God. They may say their own religion is not this religion. They may say they don't even believe in any religion. Just think of the kings that have passed away in, your, in, in this day, even in our own time. Think of all the rulers that started the communism and they, they declared Soviet Union in that generation as uh, an atheist government, atheist country, not believing there is any God. But where are they right now? They all passed away. Those kings, whether Stalin was one of them, they all passed away. And what they tried to establish an atheistic government, atheistic country, is no more atheistic right now. Many of them have accepted the gospel. I mean, the gospel is now freely preached in Russia, as we are still speaking. That could change again. However, we are saying, where are those men that raised themselves against God in that generation? They all are hitting. They became dust and were eaten by dust, by worms. But God is still alive and God is still here. So you that is listening to me, maybe you by chance just tune this radio broadcast. Maybe you are not really a Christian. Or you are a great leader that don't believe in anything. Or you are a professor in a college. You don't believe anything about God. You think there is no God. After some time, you will be gone to face this God. And your body will be eaten by worms, just like the men before you that kicked against God. But God is still here, 
after you will be gone and God will still be alive. So the old woman race have not been deceived. The old woman race was not deceived to think there is a God in heaven that created all things. Think about it. You may be the one to have yourself to blame. Like the Bible said, the fool has said in his heart, there is no God. So, what am I trying to point to in this chapter? Belshazzar was one of those rulers in those days that didn't fear God. Maybe he knew a little bit about the God that was talked about, but he didn't have any respect for him. And we're going to see what happened here. Just to make you to know, I've just given you this background, to make you to know that God of heaven is overseeing the things that is going on upon the earth. Whether men of the world know him or not, God is watching you. And so you are going to be held accountable for everything you do or say. That is to make you to fear God. Now let's read this story and see what happened here. After this, Belshazzar the king made a great feast to a thousand of his lords and drank wine before the thousands. This is Daniel chapter 5 in the Bible. Belshazzar, while he tasted the wine, commanded to bring the golden and silver vessels which his father Nebuchadnezzar had taken out of the temple which was in Jerusalem that the king and his princes, his wives and his concubines might drink therein. Now these golden vessels were taken out of the temple of God Almighty, the only living God in Jerusalem when Nebuchadnezzar took over the, the city of Jerusalem and destroyed the city and the temple he took all those golden vessels that were used in the presence of God they were sacred you have to know that God does not drink from those cups but they were, they were just a, a symbol representing things that belong to God anything that is dedicated to him like that it becomes a, 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 it's just like let me give you an example I was talking to my children once I said if somebody come and stay with me and when I was away that somebody came into my house and tried on my dress my beautiful jacket or coat just for fun and put it back there you may say well there's nothing to it but it's respect or disrespect that is all that matters well you may say well you are not wearing this jacket right now what does it matter if this man just tried it on and then put it back where it is but is it a respect for the owner of this jacket or a disrespect for the owner it depends on who is wearing who is trying it on a little baby a little young boy trying the dress of a jacket of an of the householder will look like a disrespect just because the man is not at home so that is the same thing these things these golden vessels even though god does not drink from those cups they were just for decoration of his temple however because they have been named from the temple of the living god it becomes a disrespect when somebody takes that cup and started using it for their own use. That is what we are talking about here. Now, Belshazzar, Nebuchadnezzar, who took these cups, feared enough not to use them. He simply put them in his own temple too, for decorations, or wherever he kept it. But Belshazzar didn't care for any god or idol anyway, so he said, bring all those cups. The ones we brought from the temple of Jerusalem, he must have seen them before. So he knew what, how they look. And he said, bring them. We need to use them right now. Now let's go on. Verse 3 of Daniel chapter 5. Then they brought the golden vessels that were taken out of the temple of the house of God, which was at Jerusalem. And the king and his princes, his wives 
and his concubines drank in them. They drank wine and praised the gods of gold and of silver, of brass, of iron, of wood, and of stone. In short, what this Bible is telling us is that they became so drunk that they were, even though they were what we call atheists or they don't believe in any god, now they started praising gold and silver and saying and using them like they are gods of gold and gods of silver or statues that they have made for themselves. They turned themselves into idol worshippers. In short, what was really happening was the devil took over their mind because the devil wanted to ridicule God. That is the real thing. You may say, what, what is behind this all? What is really going on? Is anything really important? They were drinking from a cup. What is so important about that? I will tell you what is important. One thing I said, it's a disrespect for the owner of this cup or the God of heaven from whose temple they have brought these cups. It's a disrespect. Because when you drink from somebody's cup means that you are just as equal. You just bring yourself to equality with that person. That is what it means. Now, the other thing I wanted to point out in this, you may say it's just cups or anything. They're just drinking out of it. The other thing you have to notice is the devil, Satan, who is his spirit, really wanted to ridicule God. Many times the Bible will say to the people of God that by this your misbehavior, you are making the enemies of God to mock God. So devil, Satan wanted to mock God. So what do you think the devil did? He made the mind of those people to begin to praise idols. Gods of gold, gods of silver, gods of bronze. By so doing, the spirits, the demonic spirits that were around them will begin to laugh at heaven. Where these golden vessels actually came. They know it came. These vessels came from the temple of the living God. The only living God. The only true God of heaven and earth. So there was a mockery going on in the spirit by the demons. Instigating these men to, to be praising gods of idol, idolatry gods of gold and silver. In, 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 in the mockery of the God of heaven. That is what is going on. So when God judges the earth, sometimes God is also judging the demons, the spirits. Because most of those evil activities are caused or instigated by evil spirits. That is what I'm trying to tell you. The secret of what was really taking place here. Men sometimes may not realize what they were doing. You that is listening to me, you may not realize what you are doing when you raise up your mouth and say, there is no God, or you curse God because you are drunk but I'm saying there is an evil spirit that is instigating that in you that does that or anyone that started leading a rebellion against the spiritual things of God when you begin to lead that rebellion you may think you are just doing something for your own sake or for the sake of some group or for the sake of your people however if it is something that is against God it is actually there is a spirit an evil spirit behind it all that is instigating that activity so the Lord sees both the spiritual world and also sees the physical world. Just like God will judge the spiritual world, He also is judging the physical along the same time. Those demons may suddenly be arrested and locked up in hell, but the men that have been instigated will not go free either. Everyone will partake of their evil. Everyone will receive their due judgment. You have to remember that. Take for example when Adam and Eve sinned and God came down in the garden of Eden, God called Adam and said, what have you done? Adam tried to blame it on Eve. And God asked Eve, what have you done, Eve? Eve tried to blame it on the serpent. But whom did God punish? All of them. Every one of them received their punishment. 
So you that is listening to me, you may say the devil made you do it. The devil made you think there is no God. Or the devil made you do something evil, something wrong. You must know that yes, the devil made you do it. Yes, the devil will receive his own due punishment. But you will also receive your punishment. That is why the word of God has been given to both the physical world and the spiritual world. And all souls must obey it. And the soul that sinneth shall die. That is what the Bible said. That means you that is a soul too. Because you man being you are a soul. The spirits also, they, also, they have souls also. The soul that sinneth shall die. Whether in collaboration with the devil, the soul that sinneth shall die. Even the devil that are causing the instigation, the souls that sinneth shall die. They have the lake of fire where they are going to have their own death in the end. So think about it before you act. Think about what you are doing and be careful. Search the word of God and make sure that your deeds are acceptable in the eyes of God. Now let's go on and see what goes on in this story of Belshazzar, the king of Babylon. So after they drank wine and praised the God of gold, in verse 5, chapter 5 of Daniel, verse 5, say, In the same hour came forth fingers of a man's hand and wrote over against the candlestick upon the plaster of the wall of the king's palace. And the king saw the part of the hand that wrote. Then the king's countenance was changed and his thoughts troubled him so that the joints of his loins were loosed and his knees smote one against another. The king cried aloud to bring in the astrologers, the Chaldeans, and the soothsayers. And the king spake and said to the wise men of Babylon, Whosoever shall read this writing and show me the interpretation thereof shall be clothed with scarlet and have a chain of gold about his neck and shall be the third ruler in the kingdom. Now you know the old story. While they were dancing and praising the gods of gold and gods of silver, supernaturally, if, if a, 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 a partial hand of a man appeared, they must have seen the hand just appear floating in the air. Maybe with the music. And then the hand took a pen and wrote on the walls. And what was written was in another language. They didn't understand it. They couldn't understand what was written. But they saw the hand. Only the hand. They didn't see the man. But it was floating in the air. And then it wrote upon the walls and disappeared. But what was written stayed there. That is what was written upon the wall was legible for everyone to see. And they saw the hand that wrote it. The king himself saw the fingers that wrote it. And saw what was written but couldn't interpret it. And they didn't know what language that was. So they called all these wise men and the soothsayers and the astrologers and the magicians to come and read. Anyone that can interpret this thing will receive a reward. You will make him the third ruler of the kingdom. But no one could interpret it. And let's go on. That is where they were able to somebody remember Daniel the prophet. And this is how Daniel came into the, into the view again. Now let's read on in verse 8. Then came in all the king's wise men, but they could not read the writing, nor make known to the king the interpretation thereof. Then was King Belshazzar greatly troubled, and his countenance was changed in him, and his lords were astonished. You say, why were they astonished? They were surprised. Why was he so concerned about what was written on the wall? Does it really matter if you can't really just forget about it? But no. The news this is 
the king knew that something is at hand. Not only that he was, he was sure that something was at hand, because when God wrote that, he also put a fear upon this king. Because fear is his spirit. And that fear is what I want you to nurture right now if you are the one that does not believe God. Maybe you will fear enough to tremble and come after God and come for God to deliver you. When that finger wrote that thing on the wall, a fear has been put upon that king. Even though the servants of the king that were dancing were wondering, or they were asking, why was he shaking and trembling about something that was written on the wall? Well, you will know that he has to be shaken because fear has been put upon him by God. The spirit of fear is the spirit by itself. And that would not let him be at rest until he found out what was written. But what was written was doom for his kingdom and for himself. And that is what we are going to see in the next few verses. Verse 10. Now the queen, by reason of the words of the king and his lords, the queen now, not the wife of Belshazzar, but the mother of Belshazzar, which was the mother queen, they called it the old queen, heard about this and she came. See, the queen, when she heard of the words of the king, came into the banquet house, and the queen spake and said, O king, live forever. Let not thy thoughts trouble thee, nor let thy countenance be changed. There is a man in thy kingdom, in whom is the spirit of the holy gods. And in the days of thy father, light and understanding and wisdom, like the wisdom of the gods, was found in him, whom the king Nebuchadnezzar thy father, the king, I say, thy father, made master of the magicians, astrologers, Achilles, and Susias. For as much as an excellent spirit and knowledge and understanding, interpreting of dreams and showing of hard sentences and dissolving of doubts were found in the same Daniel, whom the king named Belteshazzar. Now that name looked like Belshazzar, but not Belshazzar, but just similar. Belteshazzar was what was given to Daniel. But this boy that became king after the Nebuchadnezzar was Belshazzar. I said, now let Daniel be called and he will interpret it. He said, now let Daniel be called and he will show the interpretation. That was the queen, just like we say, old age, sometimes we tell. But that is one of the reasons why the Bible commanded in the church of God that you older women teach younger women to love their husbands, to keep the house. Some of those are not doing that right now. So that many times you see, even in the church of the living God, younger women are just divorcing and misbehaving and disobedient to their husbands and rebellious and wanting to be like the women of the world in women liberation because the older women that have wisdom and experience are not teaching the younger women anymore. And this is one of the examples here that with age should be wisdom. And this queen showed wisdom and said, call for Daniel. In the days of your father, Daniel was reputed that he could dissolve that. But by the time of this new king, Daniel and the older people have been retired. But he was still alive. So call for Daniel. We interpret it for you. And so they went and called Daniel. Verse 13. Then was Daniel brought in before the king. And the king spake and said unto Daniel, Are thou that Daniel which art of the children of the captivity of Judah, whom the king my father brought out of Jewry? Now you can see this man is so disrespectful. He was thinking of Daniel as one of the captivity, one of the men that were brought out of the captivity of Judah. When Daniel has served that kingdom for almost 40 something years, he should be saying, 
How oh, you know that Janet that was the former governor of the city or former governor of the of the palace? Instead of respecting him like that, he was saying, or the retired governor of the palace, he was he was one of the captives. That was disrespect. And all of those things are accumulating for this man, and you will see the end of him in a moment. He was asking, he was talking about Daniel, that you are, one of, you are one of them brought out of Judah, out of Jewry. And verse 14, he said, I have even heard of thee, that the spirit of the gods. Now he was not even respecting Daniel. This man was completely carnal. Because when even his mother said the spirit of the holy gods was in Daniel, but he called them the spirit of the gods, good and bad. And he said, I have heard, I have even heard of thee, that the spirit of the gods is in thee, and that light and understanding and excellent wisdom is found in thee. And now the wise men, the astrologers have been brought in before me, that they should read this writing and make known unto me the interpretation thereof, but they could not show the interpretation of the thing. And I have heard of thee that thou can make interpretations and dissolve doubts. Now, if thou can read the writing and make known to me the interpretation thereof, thou shalt be clothed with scarlet and have a chain of gold about thy neck, and shall be the third ruler in the kingdom. Now, Daniel has seen everything, and Daniel was going to re rebuff him in the moment. In verse 17, then Daniel answered and said before the king, Let thy gifts be to thyself and give thy rewards to another yet I will read the writing unto the king and make known to him the interpretation so that is the first rebuff that Daniel gave to this man that was disrespectful number one not only disrespectful to Daniel he has been disrespectful to God by bringing all the because Daniel could look around and could see those those golden verses Daniel has been in that palace for years he knew where they kept those golden vessels. He have seen them. He, had his, he was one of them that was praying that God will restore Jerusalem and that all those vessels will be restored because that was the prophecy. When God was taking the children of Israel captive, God was prophesying to them that all those golden vessels in 70 years, God will bring them back. So Daniel was one of them praying that Lord restore Jerusalem and restore your temple. And, all, and he has seen where those golden vessels were. You, you were, will have been praying over them. And for a king to now kill, come around and be started using it for drinking, you knew that this man has gone too far. And indeed, Belshazzar went too far. It may look like what he did was simple, but to God, it was, it, uh, he has gone too far. Don't mess with God, young man. Don't mess with God, old man. Don't mess with God's servants. You that claw yourself the rulers of some people. Because the Bible said, He that ruled over men must be just, ruling in the fear of God. He that ruled over men must be just, ruling in the fear of God. Remember that, you king and you ruler and you governors and you presidents of countries, remember that you must rule in the fear of God. And this is an example of somebody that did not fear God, and God is watching the affairs of men. And let's see what happened when this finger wrote and what the finger wrote. Verse 17. Daniel was going to interpret the, the, the writing. And he was going to tell the king, Belshazzar, the background, why the finger came in the first place. And because Daniel, perhaps, while he was sitting in his own house as a prophet, was seeing a vision already of what God, what was going on in that palace. While he was praying, and this writing was written. And this is the writing that was written. 
many, many tickle of fasting. See, this is the interpretation of the thing. Many, God has numbered thy kingdom and finished it. Tickle, thou art weighed in the balances and art found wanting. Pere, thy kingdom is divided and given to the Medes and Persians. In short, Daniel just told him that your kingdom, not only the king himself will be overthrown, even the whole kingdom will be taken over by another kingdom. The Medes Persians are coming. And the Medes, now the, the Persians were enemies. They were the enemies of Babylon. They have already been wars and wars and the Babylon has been subduing them. But now Daniel already knew by prophecies, earlier prophecies that the, the Persians are going to overthrow Babylon and took and take over. And he was just telling them that it is now being declared to this king that this will take place. So he said that kingdom has been divided and given to the Medes and the Persians. He said Belshazzar thought this was a joke. And then Belshazzar commanded and said, Well, clothing with that with gold and scarlet. Give him the card give him all the reward anyway. And made proclamation that he will be the third ruler of the kingdom, this short lived kingdom. But Vastari, in that same night, I mean, the enemy was already part of the people that were dancing, were part of the enemies. They were already inside. They were already sending the soldiers to surround. But they were waiting for the right time. When the prophecy came and they heard it, that more or less emboldened them that this is it. God is on our side. The Bible said that night was Belshazzar, the king of the Chaldeans, slain. And Darius the Median took the kingdom when he was about 62 years old. So what are we saying? God is washing the earth. You may be a king, you may be a ruler, you may be, you may be the ruler of the United Nations, or you may even be the governor of, the, of, a, of a state, or you may be just the emma of a, of, a, of, a, of, a, of a people, of a prophet, or you may be the president of a country that is listening, or you may just be a, a normal worker, an employee of somebody. No or, you're, or you're just a manager of some few people. No matter what your rank or your position is, remember as you rule over men, or you are not ruling over men, you are just ruling your own house, remember he that ruleth over men must be just ruling in the fear of God. You must fear God and honor him. Otherwise, you'll be putting yourself in, the, in jeopardy, Look, just like you see the story here. And God is telling you and warning you about this. And I'm telling you right now, if you are the one person who say, well, I don't even believe there is a God, you may, be, you may not believe there is a God, but your life is in his hand. Like this man, Belshazzar, he didn't believe there is any God, but by Daniel came back and told him that even the God who has your breath in his hand, you have not glorified. Whether you that listen to me believe God or not, your breath, whether you will live tomorrow, is in the hand of the living God. So won't you fear and tremble before him? And I'm inviting you right now to come and accept Jesus. Because this girl we are talking about, he manifested on the earth as Jesus Christ. To save mankind from their own self-destruction. And he wants to save you from hell and from lake of fire. Won't you accept him? He is the Lord of heaven and earth. Jesus Christ is his name. He has come that men may have life and have it more abundantly. The God is not the will of the Father that all any should perish, but that all should come to repentance and be saved. Jesus loves you and he wants you to believe in him accept him as your lord and savior and he will take care of the rest he will set your heart free from sinful nature and set your mind on the things above and on goals and on, on rich goal to reach to reach god at the end would you like to accept jesus as your lord and savior today bow your head let me pray for you right now but i pray for those that are listening that they will accept you that they will repent from their sin that they will fear god and when they deal with the things and the affairs of this world they will deal in these affairs of this world 
with fear of God. Why? Because God watches over the affairs of men. God is interested in the affairs of men. So that is why we that are dealing in the affairs of men must deal in the fear of God. In whatever you do, do it with the fear of God in mind, especially when you are dealing with other people. Because those other people were creatures of God. The creations that God created. So God is concerned about them. That is why God is very concerned about the poor. When he said, don't mistreat the poor, don't mistreat the widow. Why? Because they are created by God. No matter what their status in life, you have to still deal with them with the fear of God. Now I want you to invite I want you to invite Jesus into your heart right now. See it after me. Say, Jesus, I believe you. Let me not fall into sin. Save my soul. I accept you as your as my Lord and Savior. I know you died for me on the cross so that I sin no more. Amen. I accept you, Jesus. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. But I thank you for them. And I pray, Lord, that you will touch everyone that is listening right now, that they will see no more and that you accept and they will continue to follow Jesus Christ from this time forward and arrive at your feet in the end. In the name of Jesus Christ. Write to us and we send you some more literature. Jesus loves you. Fear God and keep his commandments. That's what the word of God said. For this is the old duty of man. For God shall bring every work into judgment. And every secret thing, whether it be good or whether it be evil. Write to us and we shall send you some literature. Write to Evangelist Julius Adewumi. Gospel Distribution Ministry. Post Office Box 71027. Phoenix, Arizona 85050. God bless you. On the internet, our web address is www.gospeldistribution.org. Send us email also. Send email to webmaster at gospeldistribution.org. And we shall send you some more. God bless you. See you next time. Amen.